Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. What is faith? In Hebrews 11, chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When playwright writes it's believing you see white, when your eyes tell you black. It's a belief where no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind, the goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there is goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. you got to have faith. Today is the last Saturday in September, September 29. We have the gang here. We have Deb and Craig. How's hello, everybody? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon or evening. Right. Exactly. Yeah, whenever everyone's listening. It's morning somewhere. Yeah. It's morning here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today we're going to tackle uh, this is something that Craig brought us, uh, Mark 9, chapter 38 through 50. Yes. Uh, and Jesus instructing the disciples, and um, it's quite meaty. Exactly. Yeah, get, get ready. Get ready for some hellfire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, uh, I didn't do as much prep work. So I'm going to be more reactive. No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's easy to understand. It's you know, and, and, and easy to mis- misinterpret too. I think in a lot of ways because there's a lot of questions, you know, yeah. about you know how things were perceived thousands of years ago and kind of how they're perceived today, mm-hmm. you know, but we're going to, I guess we're going to get into that and a lot of other relative issues yeah. that have been happening this week. Can I, can I open a prayer because I kind of prepared something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it. I, you know, since we're going to, we're, we're going to dig into some maybe mm-hmm. meaty little scripture, I thought maybe I would have an optimistic note for us, and, you know, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a rough week. <laughs> you know, all around, yes, all around, yes. and uh, and and we all understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to say uh, in, uh, an opening prayer. Um, uh, dear Lord, may today be filled with hope and confidence, and God, we'd like to you to let other know. Others know your talents and let them see your truth, your hope, and your love. And likewise, we would like you to help us to let others know our talents and to let them see our truth, our hope, and our love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. I like it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, three parts over now. <laughs> well, just kidding. Just do kidding. you want to do your, like, that we each read it again? Is, do you, or it's a lot of. It's text, a long one. So. so, if you don't mind taking, uh, like, let's do a couple of paragraphs. If Reggie read the first part, and sure. Sure. Deb, Deb, you read the second part because it's just a long one. Yeah. I don't want to read my version because I, oh. I got the watered-down version. <laughs> <laughs> so I will take 38 and 30, I'm sorry, 38 through 41, okay. and I'm reading the NIV version. Okay. Um, Teacher, said John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus says. No one who does a miracle in my name can in the name, in the next moment, say anything bad about me. 
For whoever is not against us is for us. I tell you the truth. Anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name, because you belong to Christ, will certainly not lose his reward. And if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to be thrown into the sea with a large millstone tied around his neck. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than with two hands to go into hell, where the fire never goes out. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. <laughs> and and this is this is basically the the part of Mark where Jesus is really trying to push them to be evangelists for the for for his faith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean they're like asking him tons of questions in this section. Yeah, prior to this he's told them like two or three times like what's gonna, what's gonna happen to him and they first they were just like no way yeah and then the second time they were just kind of quiet about it really (laughs) they're just they're not buying it and he's like look Mm -hmm. i'm serious you know you are it yeah you know you're the church and there's just even earlier peter um i guess there's a point where i think in mark nine i think it's one where um jesus is talking with the spirits of moses Mm -hmm. there's a cloud and Peter um, talks about preparing the uh, tent for them. And it's clear in the Bible it says, uh, uh, let me see if I can find it, where oh, he, he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, where who says he doesn't know? Um, Jesus does. Um, so he says who doesn't know what he's talking Peter, about. Peter, Peter. Okay. Um, shoot, I've got to find it. You know what, I can find it over here. Well, anyhow. Yeah, um, go ahead, go ahead. And this yeah. reminds me of a more... Old Testament God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, kind of like uh, fire and brimstone. Yeah. Kind of, kind of stuff. You know, where you wear. I don't know. We grew up in that in the in the, in the yes. South where uh, <laughs> you know you fear the Lord. It means you are terrified of the Lord. Yeah. And terrified of hell. Yeah. And uh, you know, and heaven heaven is just a uh, you know. A way of getting out of hell. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I think I have like a section in hell <laughs> reserved for me, and that you guys, oh. if anyone wants to come sit there. No, no, no. A section. I'm just looking for a seat. Yeah. <laughs> I found the verse. Um, okay. Nine five. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters: one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And then verse six. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Okay, so uh, so that's what it was. Um, so basically, Peter is talking, but he isn't really thinking about. And I think Peter does that a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I get a sense that Jesus is very annoyed by well, the disciples. You know, Peter's so emotional. I, I look at I look at the uh, I look at you know I kind of look in, at, out of context a little bit, and within context, but out of, you know take take some perspective on it. Why are why did why you know why is Peter used as the foil so many times? And it's sort of kind of like humanize our own. 
failings and yeah. our stumbling blocks. Mm-hmm. And if you look at this passage, not as fire and brimstone, but as like, you know, these are stumbling blocks. You've got a sinful hand. You've got a sinful foot. You've got a sinful, you know, eye. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and referring to them as, as little ones. You little ones. You, you humans. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's specifically saying small people or children. I think he's saying, you know, you, spiritually little. You know, wouldn't it be better just to falter, to stumble on one foot, mm-hmm. to be maimed with one hand, to be half blind? Wouldn't it be better? Yeah. Yeah. You know, to stumble and learn mm-hmm. through through pain and sacrifice than to never understand divinity. You know, and yeah. and so he's he's really kind of telling him you're going to fail and you're going to be hurt. You know, and it's better that way because you're going to have knowledge and truth and and the ability to see and express, you know, the God that I can't express anymore because I ain't going to be here. You know? Mm-hmm. And in a way... It's, it's an interesting transition, too. So, like, he starts with be inclusive. Yeah. You know, don't... If somebody is, yeah, is yeah, so trying to share my... He says, like, my you know, these people... You. If somebody's healing somebody and they're not you... Help them, right? You know, people are going to give you a glass of water. What, you know, and the, you know, and you're going to be criminals. Right. They're going to abet you. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're going to foster you, give you food and water. <coughs> they're taking risks to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, especially because, back then. Especially back then, because you guys yeah. are criminals just like me. Yeah. You know, and I get the sense that Jesus is trying to listen. I know you're guys are knowledgeable in the Bible. But don't be the Pharisees. Don't know exactly. Yeah. You can, you know, you're just as fallible. Yeah. You're just as able to, to, to stumble. One of the things we brought up in uh, Bible class this week, along with this verse, mm-hmm. is, well, as we usually do, is ask questions you know, about ourselves and questions of faith. Um, one of the questions was, when, uh, when did your life of faith begin? You know, how many years ago? And the next, and the other one was what? What did you? What kind of stumbling blocks did you encounter in your faith along the way? Mm-hmm. You know? And when you were thinking about those questions, this passage really. Well, we referred to these oh. qu- questions to this passage. Oh, okay. Where it's not looking at it literally, like pluck your eye out or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or cut your hand off. But yeah. yeah. Well, the Pharisees would have. Okay, we do that. Internally, what what are the internal no, things? It's, it's a personalized yeah. kind of like, yeah. where are the stumbling blocks? Where are the obstacles? Sure. You know, where are they in your life? I mean, examine them. I mean, how are they caused? Are they caused by the church? Are they caused by others? Yeah. Or, they or caused, by yourself? Or by yourself. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, you know, I gave my answer. You can think about it, marinate on it out there and us here. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell the questions again. So the questions are, you know, in relation to the passage we read, is like, you know, ask yourself, my life of faith began how many years ago or how, when exactly? And then one stumbling block I encountered in, uh, in my faith journey was, one stumbling block that got in the way was, and yeah. fill in the blank. Yeah. And then... That stumbling block, how is it placed there? By the church mm-hmm. or by others or, or yourself? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have my answer. It's pretty simple. Uh, other people, you know, said, oh, it began when I was baptized or, you know, whatever. And had different answers. Yeah. You know. 
a lot of times it was family. They felt like family stood in the way or, you know, hurt feelings from others stood in the way or disagreements with church doctrine or dogma, you know, stuff like that. You know, it's just, you know, everybody's got their own, you know, mm-hmm. idea yeah. about what gets in the way. But, you know, I mean, one of the things that we think about in, in this verse, and I think the questions that we also ask is, like, you know, now what, you know, what, now what are we, what are we getting from this? I mean, we're putting ourselves in the disciples' place, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and we're listening to Jesus' warnings mm-hmm. to them like we're listening to the warnings to ourselves. Yeah, one thing that that when I think about what obstacles um, are in my life that prevents me from being the true Christian that Jesus wants me to be, especially thinking about, to tie it with current events, the Kavanaugh hearing, I think about myself, I think about my male bias, and I think that as men, we can have that as far as um, how we relate to women. Especially thinking, well, you know, I know what to say or I know how to relate to women. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that she understands what I'm saying or when, what have you. And that can very easily drift into biased territory where I assume that everything that I say is okay instead of checking in and saying, hey, have I done anything to, you know, offend you or am I listening to you and really taking in what you're going through? Especially someone's pain and trauma and, and what have you. I think, you know, just, I can't help but just, you know, I, you know we talked about how rough this week has been. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. when Jesus speaks to the disciples, he's speaking to all of us it's as if his sermon still resonates thousands of years later. Yeah. Um, if you, you know, if you have, you know, like, of course, he's talking about a physical appendage, cut it off. But there are metaphysical appendages that we have that we need to cut off. Well, I, think he, I think you say that for <laughs> to get their attention. Sure, <laughs> sure. sure. And I, I want to thank you for not making assumptions. Yeah. Because I think it's important as a woman for me to tell you yeah. that thank you for that. Yes. And that you're changing your behavior. Yeah. And I've heard from many men in mm-hmm. my world that they, they, they will say something and then they'll often say, but I'm not a woman. <laughs> so right. thank you, all men who've been saying that to me. Amen. <laughs> is, it, is it like a little breath of fresh air? It's, it's, yeah, I'm always like I'm always I always kind of stop and think, whoa, wow, okay, yeah, let's have a good conversation. Yeah, it's amazing as in our journey to you know Christianity. You know, when you were talking about well, you know when did your when did your road to faith begin? And my knee-jerk reaction would be like, well, I was baptized when I was seven years old or whatever. And I'm not sure if that's really true as far as when my faith began. That's when my parents physically brought me to the church and baptized me. A lot of people believe that that's kind of how it happened. Even though when I was baptized, I I I couldn't even gurgle. (laughs) (laughs) I think in a lot of Protestant religions, though, they have this when you choose. Yes, exactly. And you choose to be baptized and reborn. Exactly. And I remember when I was 21 years old where I said, you know what, I need to re-baptize myself. I'm going. This is my choice. Well, yeah. Well, that, that seems significant to it me. Is. That seems, maybe, you know, but, you know, it could be whatever you want. It was just an open question. Right, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think how many times then do you, do you get reborn in your faith, too, is a good question. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people think problems and stumbling blocks are just problems and stumbling blocks, but you... To me, and maybe this is 
you know, my 56 years on the planet. <laughs> to me, it's an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and grow. Yeah. You know, and I know, I know that sounds really kind of Pollyanna, but I've spent enough pity time and hurt time, mm-hmm. you know, to mourn, you know, and grief time mm-hmm. to, to uh, you know, and, I, and I'll have more mourning and grief and hurt time. It's not like it's, it's not like it's all over for me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I found is like, to, you know, there's a certain kind of haste, you know, when, you know, that I, I you know, that I go about the world and the things I, I'd like to do mm-hmm. now that there wasn't before. Oh, sure. You know, and, and so seeing stumbling blocks and, and, and difficulties or obstacles in, in faith or whatever mm-hmm. is just like, well, you know, what am I going to learn from this? Yeah. And when am I going to learn it and get on to the next thing? One of the know? things that I'm enjoying right now in our, our communion mm-hmm. um, about our faith is that we are beginning, I'm seeing in myself and in you, beginning to ask God to invest in our lives on a daily basis, not just when we experience trauma or have a, a bad time. Yeah, that's and, a, that's and a great I'm, point. I'm really yeah. happy about that. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's one of the... Because if you yeah. want someone to invest in you where you, when you're in a crisis, yes. it's better if they're already there traveling down the path. You know, what, you know what? Another question <laughs> I want to put out. Sure. And I don't want to digress from the original Yes, question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no I'm, I, I'm, just, I'm just throwing some more shit into the pot. But here, um, the other question I'd like to ask, uh, you know, and we've asked, I've asked about obstacles and faith and whatever. And another question that came about this week, not in the same context, but in a different uh, context, was um, where have you encountered the grace of God oh, that's a good in one. your yeah. life this week or this month or recently or whatever? Mm. And I had, uh, you know, I had a really interesting thing happen. Well, you, talk about, you talk about God being with you and God being there. Some guy came into my wine st- wine shop and you know needed to buy something, and he wasn't crazy. I really don't think he was crazy, but he was a little animated. And he said, "Like, uh, did you know that uh, a lot of people think that your DNA, all the DNA that's in you, is just there, and, and that's it? And, you know, that structures you, and that's you're born, and you're, you're unique, and that's your structure, and that's your DNA, and that sets you off on your <coughs> physiological path." Mm-hmm. Through life, but no, that's not true. Your DNA is constantly changing and evolving and mutating because, because, mm-hmm. and get this. And I'm like, here's a nice cab conk, wouldn't you? No, he, no, no, listen, because <laughs> you are porous. You are, we're porous. We, ourselves, like a sponge. Our, yes, like a sponge. Mm-hmm. And so when we encounter other people, animals, air, plants, oh. We're constantly exchanging DNA and, yeah. and evolving and using it. In other words, there's no getting away from it. Mm, yeah. We're with everyone, and everything is with, within us. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. And, I, you know, this is like, is like the word God speaking to you. I, I, don't, I don't think he was crazy. Yeah. But it was just out of nowhere. Huh. And wow. I was, and I was just like, and then we talked about wine, and I sold him some. Which kind of, you know, I was kind of like, okay, good. At least I can do something normal with this mm-hmm. dude. You know, but, but it, it, 
kind of stuck with me. Nice. And I was just like, yeah, that's grace. Yeah. Because here I am, still marinating on it, still going like, yeah. And the things that you said, you know, about, you know, yeah, sure, we want God on our side in the struggle, but this, yeah. where is he just with us anyway? Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind yeah. of like, there it is. Always there. Yeah. When I'm always just involved. To, just to reach out. Always yeah. involved. You can't get away from it. You can't stop it. Yeah. When you I know? think when I think about straying, because you know, when we talk about stumbling blocks and things, I mean stumbling blocks when I think about my my faith with God, it's like walking on a road. And you know, sometimes I'm distracted and I veer off from the road and I'm like, Okay, I think I know how to get back on there. And when I think about stumbling blocks and, and things that get in the way, I'm thinking about things that push me away from this road. But as long as I can get back onto it, then, you know, everything will be fine. And some people are, are so far away that, um, I mean, you can always get back to it, but, you know, you have to want to get back on yeah. that road. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an analogy that I think about. And, uh, you know, what has pushed me astray? And usually it's stress. I mean, usually it's, you know, when... when I think about when people are, are Christians or when they when they um, push away from Christianity, it's usually an obs- it's it's something that's happened in their life, like a traumatic event mm-hmm. or a time where they needed God at a particular time in their time, not God's time, and they feel that God isn't there or they didn't get the results that they wanted, and they're like, well, the hell with it. Um, that's what I think about when I think about obstacles. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm rambling. No, you're yeah, on. You know, you're on. You yeah. know, you're being, like, quite on point. Yeah. And I think that you said it usually has to tie with stress. And mm-hmm. um, to the point of your question, does it come from others or ourselves? Mm-hmm. We put a lot of stress on ourselves. Oh, sure. Uh, um, as Americans, definitely. Yeah. Sure. Well, we allow, and, you know, in the day of social media, we allow, you know, I, I, I keep on going back to what my dad would always say. No one has power unless they, you give them the power. Mm-hmm. If you give someone the opportunity, like, you know, Deb, you were saying off mic, not to, but you were going through some office issues and other people's stress will affect you. And I remember I had a boss one time tell me, listen, you know, because there was a time there was an attorney who was like, listen, I need this, I need that, I need this. And they were giving me assignments at the very last minute at a time period where I couldn't fulfill what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And the, But the main boss at the time, he's retired and he's just a fantastic guy. He was like, listen, I'll deal with that. This is their stress, and you shouldn't have to inherit their stress, so don't worry about it. You told me I'm going to talk to the attorney because it's really their fault. They're the ones who waited at the last minute to give you this thing. Mm -hmm. And I think about that all the time. That's a good leader. Stress, you know, happens all the time, and people are, you know, people are dealing with all sorts of stuff. Um, I don't necessarily have to be unless I want to be. I mean, as Christians, of course, we want to absorb people's pain. I think that's a natural I would hope that it's a natural reflex. You mean to empathize? Or we want yeah, to, to empathize. Yeah, we yeah. want to, you know, we just like these disciples, just like Jesus tells these disciples, you know, if you have the ability to heal, you know, in, uh, I don't yeah. know what verse it is, but yeah, they, 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 it's they, a boy. It wasn't necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. it, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily them and their belief that was doing the healing. It was, right. It was just some, mm-hmm. 
some other person needs well, help. Should we tackle the, the last sentence there? We can. If oh, salt. If, sure. If we're uh, curious yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, salt Salt is a kind of an essential element. Can we read it again? Yeah. Sure. Let me read it right now. Verse 15. Yeah. 15. And I was also struck with uh, 49. Everyone will be salted with fire. Mm-hmm. And that is a powerful thing. I haven't really wrapped my mind around it. Me yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wild that. image. Yeah. But 50 says salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourself and be at peace with each other. I think the salted with fire is referring back, you know, to all the all the flames of hell. Just saying, like everybody's going to, everyone is going to be a sinner. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone is yeah. everyone is going to be that way. Yeah, you know, you can't. No one is without sin. No one is without. Yeah. I mean, whether you, whether you walk in with two hands, one hand, or no yeah. hand. But I think there may be another element to verse 49, because when I think about fire, like, they always say that black people like to, you know, fry their meat well done, because we want to make sure everything is dead. We don't want any salt worms, brown worms, you don't want any mood. Exactly. <laughs> and there's something pure, there's a purity with fire. Yeah. Yes, there is hell, but well, there's also, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Fire, the fire in, in the Bible, many, many times, is a pure symbol of purification. Exactly. Yeah. Salt is too. Yes. Uh, salt was really ubiquitous. They used it to cure food. They used it to clean themselves. So newborn babies were what I was telling Newborn yeah, babies were washed with salt. <laughs> when you went into an Arab tent, salt, and this is the same in Arabic, also means compact or contract or treaty. In other words, when you went into an uh, uh, Arab tent, you were given a meal, and salt was there, and it was a way of welcoming people, of saying, like, you are my friend now. We are on a par together. Kings and, and palaces traded in salt. It was... There's a seven-mile mountain somewhere in, you know, near Jerusalem, which is all yeah. salt. The Dead Sea, you know. Mm. Well, it's salt, and salt is very rejuvenating. Like, yeah. And, and, in, and when they were making offerings in the temples, and, salt, and, 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 uh, salt, salt was there. There was a portion of it, and it had to be replenished. And, you know, and, and the, the head priests and every, everybody who got to eat the food that was supposedly being offered mm-hmm. and sacrificed a lot of times it was the meals for the for the for the for the Pharisees. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, salt was a salt was a part of that offering. You and know? you ha- you need salt to be alive. Too much of it it's, you know, just makes everything is it's kind of poison. Uh, too little of it, you know, things taste lousy and it's and, and, and there's no uh, there's no life. Yeah, you know. Uh, they would use it to make asphalt, uh, to keep the weeds down, to pave the roads. I mean it was like I always think of salt essential. water as being healing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not just because it I cleanses, love the ocean. It cleanses your wounds. Yeah. Like you take Epsom salt baths. When oh, you yeah. have a bruise, it will, like, make your bruise go away. It's really yeah. good for you. Yeah. yeah. It conditions your skin. Yeah. It exfoliates. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Salt scrubs. Yeah, everybody loves salt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that Jesus is telling the disciples, you know, what I think about salt in this context it's a way, before refrigeration at this time, it was a way to preserve food. It was. It was preservation. Yeah. And so I think that Jesus, purification. Yeah. So I think in my in my interpretation, Jesus wants these disciples to be the salt yes. for mankind. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. To be, to be useful and purposeful and, and always there. Yeah. What, and to what preserve is the, the word. What is the a description when you say someone is salty or... 
See, that, that's that what changes. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought of the phrase, or somebody thought of the phrase, uh, below the salt. Have you ever heard that? Before? No. Do you know what that is? Well, the kings and queens, and then the knights, and then the, the squires, and everybody else, you know, imagine them in a big banquet hall, and, uh, and they're passing the salt. Of course, the king and the queen get the salt first, and then it goes down to there, and then there are certain people it never goes to. They never pass the salt to. Well, you're below oh. the salt. We don't want to spend our salt, salt money salt, on you. Apparently, you know, they, <laughs> The times, those times, you know, in the Middle Ages or whatever. Interesting. You know, salt was considered, I mean, you know, back then in, you know, biblical times, it was everywhere, ubiquitous. And then, you know, in other parts of the world, it became a prized spice uh-huh. and something not everyone had. And, you know, it was a little more precious, a little more dear, and only really for the well-to-do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the upper class. So yeah. if you were below the salt. Yeah. That means you weren't worthy yeah. of, of the good things in life. I've always thought the, the uh, expression salty was yeah. a, um, some people can be sugary, you know, overly yeah. sweet. Oh, so salty is the opposite of being sugary. Yeah, it's kind of like acerbic and bitter. And yeah. 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 Which is the opposite correct. of what we think. Well, that, that's that's what that's the valuable of salt. Something's too salty. Yeah. yeah. It tastes loud. loud right, right. Right, right. Too much of anything. Yeah. So that's my interpretation of what Jesus thinks. I mean, what, what was your interpretation of being uh, the salt? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I, I look at it, I, I try to look at it in context of, of the previous thing, you know, all the hellfire and sure. threats and so forth. And, mm-hmm. and, and in this way, it's just like, you know, you know, look at something really, you know, take a metaphor that, that is inclusive of the universe, not just you disciples, not just mankind, not just the earth and animals, but something essential, something mineral, something absolutely basic, and and use that as a metaphor. It was, uh, it's strong. So he's saying your faith it should be like salt, and it's, like that. That's it has it's, to be basic. You know, yeah, think, think about you being, you know, your your role in this life as being the very essence of what is needed, not just for yourself or. Or a few Christians who say they can heal and nobody else can heal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, he's telling like, think big. Yeah. Think big. When you talk and when you diss somebody who's doing some good work just because they're not following the path oh, of right. me. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, or you don't think they're following the path of me. Because yeah. you like me and I'm your teacher and Yahoo, Yahoo. <clears throat> yeah. you gotta, you got to be bigger guys than that. Yeah. You know, you got to think large. You know, because we're talking about whether or not you can see, mm-hmm. touch, or yeah. walk. Yeah. You know, or whether or not you cannot have any divinity at all. You know, those are the those are the stakes. You know, think big. Think that you are essential, like salt. You're yeah. salt. No one can live without you. Mm-hmm. The salt of the earth. You know, no one yeah. can. You, nothing can exist without you. Yeah. You know, and I also think about. Preservation of the word, like every time I walk, that's out what I think about in, in 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 life. You know, if I can be the way that God wants me to be, to be, uh, you know, not say the true, you know, the best Christian ever, but a type of Christian that God would be proud of. I'm preserving the word as if, you know, I would put meat and salt. I, you know, I'm preserving yeah. the word and the goodness and you know and what and when I think about the disciples, you know, chastising someone else for doing God's work. Every time we denounce or we do something that God is not in favor of, it's as if the word is being spoiled. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's an analogy that, that's yeah, in, my, in, my, in my head. Mm-hmm. So I think about, you know, preservation of the word. 
is it is it the word salt? You know, salt is kind of prevalent throughout the Bible, not yeah. just here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I immediately think of Lot turning into salt. Into salt, yeah, I remember that, yeah. Yeah. I remember reading about that. Oh, I forgot about that guy upstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Well, I was thinking, I was, uh, the, the child who, um, let's see, uh, do not stop him. Oh, yeah, here it is. Um, oh, then they took the demon 30, out of 38, the child? Yeah, 38, the demon out of the child. Because mm-hmm. um, we were talking earlier about our ability to... Um, to heal, you know, to do, you know, the works of God. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't, I mean, you know, because when we think about the Pharisees, you know, like, what separates the Christians from zealots? You know, what's the line? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this seems really clear. Yeah. I mean, this is really clear. I mean, you know, what, you know, it seems to me, you know, it's, it's really clear that he's not, Jesus is not really concerned right. about, like, whether his own group you know, our priority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not about us. Exactly. This isn't about you guys or yeah. me or the, our little group. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's one of the if somebody's doing something. Mm-hmm. If somebody t- for instance, if somebody gives you a cup of water. Yeah. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, you know because mm-hmm. they're not going to lose their reward. Exactly. You know, it was one of the biggest criticisms that a lot of people have of Christianity, <laughs> where there are Christians who use the Bible and who use their faith to separate themselves from other people. Well, I'm better than you are because I live a certain way. Look at how you're living. You know, it's very Pharisee-like. Well, and the people will tell you, like, you know, I mean, what I get lately in my life is like, you know, you know, I'm going through grief and loss, like a lot of people are mm-hmm. in, in my own way. And, yeah. and, and everybody does it. In their own aspect too, and I get a lot of like, "I'll oh, get over it." Oh, oh, you know? yeah, yeah, get, get over it, get over it, fuck huh. up, mm-hmm. you know, put your, you know, kind of, kind of put, put your man pants on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Interesting, you know, and uh, and it's like, you know, look, you got everybody's going to do things in their own way, sure, in their own time, yeah. In their own Grief is very personal. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's I should be over this by now. Yeah, whatever. You know, you can tell yourself that. Yeah. Or other people can tell you how to live, mm-hmm. you know. In what and they do. And they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's, what, that's how I'm really. And that is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, don't do that. Embrace people who are doing good in the world. Exactly, and that's why I brought it up because you know I would think the Pharisee would be like, "Hey, no, no, no you didn't do it. We, they're the rules here. Yeah. You got to do it according to the rules." The or whatever. systematic approach. And Jesus is basically saying, "Listen, other people can be touched by the word of God just like you can. Yeah. Anyone can do yeah. what what I can do and what you can do." It's kind of funny, you know, and, and after he dies, you know, they get the flames, and mm-hmm. they suddenly hear and speak other languages. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, wow. Yeah. The book I, I imagine that was just, that would have blown, that would have blown me away. I mean, they're already seeing miracles every day. They are. Like, yeah. right? Where we don't, we, you know, like, if we don't get that tangible effective change. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. see demons being released from little boys every day. I mean, I don't yeah. see, this is a different <laughs> time. Right. <laughs> right. Or, or, and, or, and they're still skeptical, which I find so amazing. Doesn't that blow your mind? It's just like, <laughs> who is this guy? I don't know. 
kind yeah. of doing wild yeah. stuff. Yeah. Know? It's like but they actually have to see him die and rise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And 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 but the transformation for each of those disciples and the individuals that witness that is I mean, clearly far-reaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the way you see their attitudes, really, finally, they're like, "Oh, I get it." Oh, finally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. As, as we read this, I mean, I don't know about you, but as yeah. I read it, you know, I'm just like, "What is wrong with these people?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is well, we get to see the whole story, and they're living it. Yeah. And as yeah. as we know, people have blinders a lot when yeah. they're like dealing with their it's own lives. Like watching a horror movie. Don't go in there. Don't <laughs> Just like it's easy to give advice to people, but to follow that advice is hard. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, perspective is a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I'm looking at verse 33 in Mark 9. Mm-hmm. They came to Capernaum where he was in the house. He asked them, why were you arguing? What were you arguing about on the road? Oh, yeah, they were saying, talking about how great they are. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And then you're yeah, exactly. exactly. you, just, you read that, you just laugh. Okay. They want to be rock stars, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they're in it for the goodies. Yeah. And then on 38, teacher said, John, we saw a man driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop. Mm-hmm. Once again, yeah. they are... That, you know, it's as if this is privilege. You know, we're the ones yeah. who had, you know, we're the ones well, walking with it you. It goes back to what I was what I was, yeah. what I was bringing up last week, which is out of context. Now maybe it is a little bit. Yeah. Is back then, uh, there's a lot of predictions about Messiah, who's going to be, so is Messiah coming in? Mm-hmm. What the Messiah means. And, you know, you know I think I remember the Charlton Heston version, you know, the prophecy of the he will be the king of kings. You know, <laughs> you know, know. You know? <laughs> and, and I think that's what a lot of the Hebrews really thought in a lot of ways. That you know, he he was he wasn't going to be some homeless hippie guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was going to be a political factor. Well, because you know, then like, it was like toppling kings over and over again in all the countries. Oh right man, there. This, this wild guy. He, he's, he's doing all these things. I think he's going to get Herod. And it's like, it's much bigger than that. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. he, no, he's probably just going to, you know, walk around with all you guys half starved, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and talk in riddles. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an education that Jesus has to teach the disciples or, and teach everyone. Listen, yeah. when we talk about kings and, and, and but you a, know. But a messianic, how tired must Jesus have been to, like, how many ways can I tell you this? Yeah. Look, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I've had it. I'm going to the yeah. desert. I've had it. I've had it. You know? I've got to. I've got to get away from you. Yeah, I need yeah. some silence. I'm at the mountain. Thinking about this. Do not disturb. This person mm-hmm. that they try that they asked to stop. You know, bringing these demons out. One of the things I'm struck by is that how accessible the power of God is. Exactly. <laughs> if somebody, if anyone, yeah, can just do that. Yeah. You just tap into it. it. Tap into it. Yeah. Tap into the power, people. If your faith is strong. <laughs> Apparently, back then it was. It yeah. just, it just flowed. It was more tangible yeah. then. If, if it was as, as ubiquitous yeah. as salt. There's a lot of distractions now. Yeah. And I think about the second half of verse 50, yeah. which is the very last thing said. Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think he says it specifically because the disciples are not. He's had it. 
And they're arguing with each other. And they're exactly. like vying for who's going to be the favorite one. You know? Yeah. Picking fights with the, yeah. with, the, uh, with, the, with the other miracle workers. And I think it has resonance today as far as, I mean, I think about it. I don't want to tie it back into. I've heard a lot about bipartisanism. You know, we need to have bipartisanism and people working across uh, the aisles. <laughs> well, yeah. but having peace, not just with ourselves, that's something, to, you know, a different discussion, but with each other. And it's a lot, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing on paper, but it's difficult to execute. And do you think they're also arguing because Jesus is reminding them that he's leaving and dying and they're afraid? That's possible. I think that's certainly the stress that Jesus has. He's like, listen, I don't have a lot of time to talk to you. That, that yeah. not it. You know, once I leave, if you guys are still arguing about this stuff, Christianity will not exist. Yeah. You know, the church will, will die. Yeah. So you guys have got to learn very quickly Yeah. about... Notice all, notice all the parables aren't there anymore. Yeah. You know, we've had yeah. a lot of parables through, uh, throughout Matthew, and, uh, mm-hmm. and here we are. It's kind of like nitty-gritty time. Well, yeah. so, I mean, it's not... It, it's it's not as disguised as parables, as teaching. Yeah. But, but he doesn't just come straight out and say the things we're interpreting either. Exactly. And that, I find that sometimes very frustrating. I'm just like, just say it. Yeah. Like, how many times do you have to tell him you know, all these little stories? Just you tell kind of, them. What are you, some kind of alien who doesn't understand how the human beings Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do ask myself, why don't we have peace with each other? Is it because of, you know, of, of cultural... You know, differences? Is it because of our own biases? What is it? Yes, and it goes yes. back to your question. <laughs> what is it that holds us back from our faith or holds us back from doing the things that God wants us to do? Well, it's kind of funny because um, I think, uh, well, for myself, mm-hmm. I think the things that I, the things that I like about myself mm-hmm. have both good and bad aspects, depending upon situation. How I use them oh, yeah. Yeah. in my life. For instance, I'd like to think that I'm spontaneous and witty. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, and on my best days. Mm-hmm. And intelligent and imaginative. Yeah. On my best days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that same thing can turn into vitriol and sarcasm and condescension. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you know on my not so great days, mm-hmm. it's it's my choice, I suppose, to do either one, or I could just be lazy and just say, "Oh, screw this! I'm going to say something nobody's going to dig," mm-hmm. you know, just because I can, yeah, or whatever. You know, I, I feel as though the things that we, mm-hmm. or at least with me, that I yeah that I want to say or attributes can also be used to. Yeah, kind of just slide slide me down. Yeah, I can relate to slide under the I can relate to that. Um, it, it, just like I was talking about male bias. Um, there was a time where I thought that intelligence or me invoking my intelligence uplifted me, and I would, especially in my twenties, I would talk about, well, let me tell you about American history. Let me tell you how intelligent I am. <laughs> blah 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 blah. And I have to really, really learn, especially in the, in the last, I don't know, five years or so, especially during the podcast, listening is so important. <laughs> Connecting to people and really getting an understanding of what they're getting from me and what I'm getting from them and me learning from them is so, so important. And I think it's important throughout all of our aspects in life, whether it be our relationships, 
work relationships within the church. As Christians, it's very essential because we can't heal, we can't affect anyone's lives unless we listen and understand what they are really going through. Right. Instead of making assumptions and, oh, just get over it. You know, well, I, yes, I've been, uh, oh, I've had that before. Here, let me tell you what happened to me, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, you can't cut yourself off. And not just a, not just pausing to let other one, the other one talk. Right. But to actually hear what they're trying to tell you. Exactly. Just like that example, the guy who came in, yeah. we talked about being porous, being a sponge, absorbing what other people are See, that story's going to stick with you, too, though. Sure. <laughs> sure. It is. It kind of stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, it, all it does is add to you, Reg. I mean, you are intelligent. You do know a lot. You yeah. have knowledge to impart. And now, mm-hmm. I guess, given this practice that you say is kind mm-hmm. of, you know, something that you feel is relatively yeah. kind of new in your life, yeah. as opposed to the way you may have reacted to things prior, mm-hmm. It just it just adds more intelligence. It adds more insight. Yeah, you know, and it allows you to synthesize your knowledge mm-hmm. with what that person needs. Well, sure, and suddenly find something that maybe you wouldn't have come up with on your own. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, one thing that I that I find fascinating about the internet, what I think is a bad aspect, is as if there were a virtual mic. It's like if I cut the mic on, you feel compelled to speak, mm-hmm. although you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's the main problem with just life in general, especially now. Everyone is talking, and they're talk, 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 and no one is really listening and absorbing. I mean, not a lot of people are absorbing what other people are saying. Like, I was, so after the Kavanaugh hearings, and of course the Kavanaugh hearings is dead in my mind, yeah. I was reading the Washington Post, and Carolyn Hacks, she's an advice columnist, and she listens to advice from a lot of people, mainly women, who talk about what's going on in their lives, and there was just a string of talk of of pe- women talking about this is a triggering event. I just need to vent. I just need to talk about this. Yes, I went through this too, and it was like 20, 30, 40 comments just talking about just needing to write in because because. And let me tell you, like yeah. women are being given permission now, yeah, to say things when. For decades and decades, it was like, shut your mouth. Yeah. Don't say anything. Don't rock the waters. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, that's interesting. However, life goes on. It doesn't matter. Right. right. And so they're saying, now we're given permission mm-hmm. to, to say the things that have hurt us. Yeah. And we haven't had that kind of permission before. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's extremely important. And this, this SCOTUS um, validation is... You know, we've had someone who's been accused of sexual assault on the SCOTUS for almost 27 years. Mm -hmm. But at this point in history, Mm -hmm. because of the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. because of other things that are happening, women feel like they have permission to say something. Mm -hmm. And and that something is being pushed forward. And and I'm talking for myself specifically, but but I'm also talking generally. Mm -hmm. But this is being pushed forward because of the cases that we are anticipating this SCOTUS yeah. to see. Yeah. And and women are terrified mm-hmm. that two people who have been accused of sexual assault are going to make decisions about their bodies. Yeah. And to tie back in with Christianity, I feel as a Christian it is, it is mandatory for me to listen and to be there and to be a positive factor in other people's lives. I think all of us have that. If you don't have that sort of um, response, if you don't take on that responsibility, 
I, w- I have to question, can, how can you call yourself a Christian? And I know we, op- we try to open up our podcast to those who are, a- who are um, Jewish and Muslim and agnostic. But if you have a faith, then I would think that that faith does something for yourself to heal you and to make you better. But also your faith allows you to be there for other people. Just like what it says in verse 50. Be at peace with each other. That means being there for each other and bringing the peace to someone else's life. Right. I can't imagine what women are feeling like right now. Um, I think a lot of men are confused about about it right now, too. Sure. Um, the status quo is being shaken right yes. now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everyone yes. is. Well, yeah. What I'd say is just yeah, what I'm trying to do at this moment, mm-hmm. and it's just at this moment in time, in my relation to communication and listening um, to these voices that really are saying, like, I, it's my time to be heard. Mm-hmm. It's your time to be quiet. It's my time to be heard. Is the best you can do, man, is, I think, mm-hmm. or the best I'm trying to do is show some damn appreciation. Yes. So show, you, so, show some goddamn appreciation, even if it means if you don't know how, be quiet and think about how. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to speak up. It doesn't mean you have to respond, you know, with your opinion about how things are going. If you can't figure out just how to be appreciative to women mm-hmm. of the things they've done in your life and do in your life, then shut up and let that be your appreciation until you do. You know? the, the shutting up, like, you know? I think I want to also clarify for you and, and men that are listening, the shutting up part is just to listen to the story, exactly. but I don't want to encourage you to shut up after you've heard the story in, in the respect that you should say thank you. You should be an advocate for women if you if you are supportive of mm-hmm. women. Don't be silent yeah. in that respect. Okay. I'm, I'm, let no, me clarify I, what, I, what I meant by shutting up. I know. It wasn't, I, it wasn't shutting off. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. shut off. Yeah. 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 Shut up and listen to the story. Exactly. And, and yeah. what their experience was like. Yeah. In other words, my answer to that is like, well, okay, but I think that is not going to be yes, the answer. Correct. Right? Yes, correct. Yes, correct. Correct. And I'll also add an addendum. Unlearn some bad habits that you've had. I mean, from yeah. what I've heard from the Kavanaugh hearings and from just other men, and, and also just just my own experience, there are certain ways that we've learned how to act and how to move through life, which are bad. We've mm-hmm. learned some bad things, whether it be from our dads or uncles. Women, oh, sure. Oh, sure. And uh, there are a lot of individuals who are like, well, hey, I've been doing this for the last 20 years. Who I've been drinking since I was 15. <laughs> yeah. Who are you to tell me? How to live, and, and how, that I'm going to change the way that I walk and think and do, just because of what's happening just right now. And that's a horrible way of thinking about things. Sometimes it's okay to unlearn, and, I, and especially as a Christian. Yeah, change isn't easy. Yeah, it is not never easy, and it comes in increments. Mm-hmm. And we, this is where we are today. Yeah, and the truth will out. I mean, you know what I saw. I'm going. I guess we're going to stick with this Kavanaugh thing for a while. But what I, what I saw, <laughs> I'll, I'll tie that in with this. Uh, no, <laughs> next, like my that. idea for next week will help too. Yeah. What I what I saw, you know, was a was a, a judge crying and sweating 
And okay. there's something sublime about it. Well, yes. you say but, 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 I didn't see any tears. Go ahead. You didn't some, see tears? I didn't see tears at all. Uh, well, well, I had maybe crocodile tears, maybe. But, you know, I, um, but, um, but what I saw was somebody who very much like, you know, like the woman who testified previous, you know, just before him, was very much like someone reliving that past, but not owning up to it. I mean, she came, relived that past, owned up to everything she could possibly remember, even the painful things, and apologized for not remembering more and owning up to it. I saw a person, I saw him, emotional, upset, troubled, anxious, but not owning up to it at all, saying, like, all these things have to do with the present mm-hmm. and have nothing to do with the past. And I was just like, liar, liar. <clears throat> you know, oh, yeah. and you're going re- to regret that because the truth will out. And yeah. it was. I mean, I mean, that's what I saw. I saw yeah. a person in denial of anything. Mm-hmm. Other than this fantasy about what his what his golden youth was like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, and I wasn't able to watch uh, the hearings. Okay. And, in fact, everyone kept it telling was, me about it was, this. It was, it was high drama. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a lot about it from other people, um, but I haven't had a chance to watch any of it. But based on the conversations that I heard or had around it, I really wanted to – kind of focus on the story of David and Goliath next week. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) And how that impacts the way we face, you know, things, things that we think we can't face and how we find our own talents and courage to face those things. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I want to talk about next week. Oh, wow. Awesome. And how it impacts you. Bring over, bring and it has not only like political connotations yes. for, for what's happening now, but like sports, oh, yeah. like yeah, your everyday life when you think you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there, yeah. So I I was just thinking are about you, David uh, and Goliath. Are you too week. small? Yeah. Are you too small? Yeah. Are you too big? No, you're too big. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you don't always have yeah. the David of the story. No, you don't. No, you don't. The number one foundation. Okay, okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the number one foundation for Christianity, um, and I'm not going to speak about Judaism or, Muslim or being a Muslim or whatever, is resurrection. Is the, is baptism to be to to die mm-hmm. in the world. Uh-huh. And to live in the word. In other words, there's yeah. a part of you that is killed off, just like what it says in Mark in Mark nine. Yeah. Um, if there's, a, the, the, you know, we we cut off a part of ourselves. Yeah, that part's gone. Usually, yeah. And we were baptized. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And when I think about my Christianity, there, the what I did, let's say when I was, I don't know, ten, fifteen, twenty, or whatever, before I became a Christian, has to die out. And when I think about psychologically. There's a part of me, especially if it holds me back from God, that that must die out. When I think about, when, and to tie back in with the Kavanaugh hearings, what part of him, I, I, I'm, I'm seeing the same 15-year-old kid who, you know, father's like, hey, did you do something? No, I didn't do anything. What did, yeah, you that's know. what it feels like. And I'm like, did, did any part of this individual die out, that old part of him? 
And is there renewal? I mean, I would have been so proud if he were to say, you know what, I did some crazy things. I probably didn't do that, but I did some crazy things, and I've reformed, and I've changed. And and, th- and, and what I, about, yeah. like, I'm sorry that you felt this way for the last however many years. Yeah. I don't remember this. I don't recall it. I don't believe I well, did. What about, as a judge, I'm sorry others felt that way. Yeah. I mean, what I got was just like, this guy's, you know, he's all about him. Yeah. yeah. And you're, when you're a judge, you're supposed to be mm-hmm. so selfless. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and then, you know, hiding behind, you know, he talks about going to church and, you know, the daughter praying. It makes me very angry when individuals hide behind the Bible to cover up, you know, their own sins. I'd like to hear him tell us how he explains. You know, he keeps saying, this is very upsetting to my family and having to explain this to my yeah, daughter. Yeah, his family was just and I'm like, I mean, come on. What, how, how are you? I want to know how he's talking to his daughters about this. Yeah, I, I, I know it's not my real business, but yeah. I'm I'm interested in not only how do you explain the accusations, mm-hmm. but then what do you tell your daughters about if this happened to you? Right, exactly. Like those are the things I'm wondering about. But his emotional um, reactions, whether you saw tears or not, to me make me feel like I don't want someone on the SCOTUS who is broken like that, who can be broken so easily. Yeah. If he, <laughs> yeah. If he can't even objectify his own reality, <laughs> I mean, he can't objectify his own reality, his own personal reality in which he is mm-hmm. intimately involved with. Right. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't even objectify that. Mm-hmm. How in the hell is he going to objectify a situation that's totally beyond him, such as a woman who has rights or does not have rights according to the law. Or a gay man. Or a gay, gay man woman. who has rights or doesn't have rights according to the law. Yeah. A person of color who has rights or no rights according to the law. How in the hell is he going to give a clear, yeah. impartial objection, when, uh, objective view mm-hmm. when he can't even be objective about something that's going on right in front of his face? Yeah. It's been like it, it just, 10 days. It seems like, yeah, it seems like, oh, no, oh, no, yeah. please, no. You know, this is the worst, uh, this is the worst kind of person yeah. to put in charges. It's, it's, it's yeah. like putting in a hysterical, you know, depressed, suicidal person yeah. on the suicide hotline. Oh <laughs> and I, I apologize that we're really digressing about this, but, as you, yeah. but it's something that's on the minds of many Americans right sure, now. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to no. all this out. Yeah. <laughs> but, Christian, I, you know, when he talks about Christianity. And uses it as a shield. And uses a shield. I didn't see a Christian, you know, especially, especially on Friday. Yeah. I didn't see someone who had compassion for a woman, although he may disagree with what happened. Uh, I saw someone who was very angry, probably angry. I mean, I tell you, I've seen many defendants get angry for, you know, being caught. Yeah, this is probably not new, looking at this kind of behavior. Huh? Right, exactly. So, and when I think about being born again, it's not just a physical, you know, going to the church and being dipped in, in, in water and coming out. It's really a changing of the mind, mm-hmm. saying, listen, you talked about something being the, the past being dead or something being cut off. But uh, to me, it's kind of like it's the other eye that's actually seeing divinity. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. It's not so much you really... It's, it's like when we were talking about this verse in Bible study, one, mm-hmm. one wonderful, wise woman said to me, she goes, 
You know, I've already lost one eye, and I'm doing okay. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. And if I lost a leg, oh, okay, it's all right. You know, I could probably work that out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just the part dying; it's the other part. You know, gaining. You know, new insight. Yeah. Yeah. New power. And we see a lot of Bible shield protection in politics. Oh, right? unfortunately. Yeah, we do. I yeah. can't believe people are buying it too. Yeah. You know. There was even one Republican senator was talking about, you know, like, um, what, what was it verse? Um, he who, uh, he, uh, it was, oh, shucks, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's um, how, how can the world uh, gain, how can one gain the whole world and lose his very soul? Right. I forget that one. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't see any context behind it. I, the Republicans just threw it out there, and I was like, okay, so what does that have to do, and how do you tie it into with what's going on? <laughs> But in any case, to tie it back in, and we're getting close to the hour mark, I think about have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. Yeah. And I think if all of us thought about that and really adhere to that, mm-hmm. um, obviously your life would be a lot better. Yeah, we're think. getting closer every day. Yeah, I think so. Anyone want to close us out in prayer? I will. Sure. You're staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, dear Heavenly Father, Help us to have courage every day to reach out for you, um, to protect other people that don't have the skills to protect themselves. Um, Bless us with your words, and um, please allow us to bring others closer to your faith with our words here on the podcast. Um, And thank you, thank you for this time with these two gentlemen every, every Saturday. Um, in your holy name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And in addition, I, uh, can I just uh, yes, say a quick, quick care for Reverend Catherine Ward, yes. who I'm thinking about, and a lot of people are thinking about right now. She's the assistant reverend at our church, beautiful woman, who's destined to turn 84 this uh, this day, and uh, or tomorrow. And happy birthday! Happy birthday! We're and sending prayers sending for healing, prayers and of healing and peace and comfort, and we are all thinking about you and loving you, and we're going to celebrate your life um, today and tomorrow. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. She's a lovely woman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, here's, here's my blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. You can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. We're on Facebook, SoundCloud, that's where the podcast is. You can also uh, write us directly. I have a uh, Twitter and also Instagram account. You can find me, Reg, Space Clay, and DL Character for Deb. And share what you feel. Don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app or on iTunes. Just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go on the search engine on the upper right-hand side and search for you got to have faith and you'll find us. If you use Android, download the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. Search for us and you will find us. Thank you for listening and God bless.